All right, welcome back to the big program. You might uh, see that guy at the odd Nashville Predators game, uh, Vince Gill, isn't it? Uh, Duke, yeah, for sure. Uh, he tends a lot of uh, Predators games, big fan. Uh, time now for our headliner of the day, uh, brought to you by Mr. Rooter at Mr. Rooter. They only employ the finest organic, grain-fed, free-range plumbers for all your plumbing needs. You go to mrrooter.com as we welcome in Kelly Rudy from Hockey Night in Canada. Kelly, welcome back to the show. How are you today? I'm very well. I'm midway between Buffalo and Toronto. I worked the uh, Flames game yeah. in Buffalo last night, and uh, I'm in a car with my uh, favorite driver, Joe, who's taking me back to uh, my hotel in Toronto for the game uh, or the busy day tomorrow. So in studio tomorrow, and then do you have to go back to Detroit on Sunday? I do not. Okay. Uh, I'm fine home, yeah. Uh, but that's a good question. Normally... Uh, years ago, I used to do that. I'd even work Fridays and Sundays, uh, and now I'm scaling back just a little bit, Kev, mm-hmm. and uh, so I don't have to do that. I'm flying back home on uh, Sunday for a New York Rangers at Calgary on Tuesday. Right, yeah, because the Rangers are here on Thursday. Doug Waite, Charlie Huddy yep. uh, going up on the ring. So, I mean, Saturday, that's got to be such a, a long, uh, exhaust, not exhausting, but it's a tough day for you guys. You, you got the doubleheaders, you're you're there early. Yep. So how tough of a, of a day as a broadcaster is that for you? Yeah, well, you're right. And you've known uh, this gig for a long time. You've been doing it forever as well, and you know, that it, you, you just don't show up on Saturday and uh, have all your info. So uh, I started talking to my producer, Brian Spear, whom I've uh, worked with for Jeepers years, maybe 20 years. Uh, and so we start talking usually Monday or Tuesday leading up to it. So, you know, when you have both roles, you're, you know, you've got to, you're sort of, you know, focusing on the flames and trying to do all that homework. And then you're, also, on the other side, you're taking notes. You're trying to get ready for Saturday because we have three games, three early games tomorrow. We have Ben in Florida. The Capitals are visiting Montreal and Toronto in Tampa. And then the late game, as you know, would be uh, mm-hmm. the Jets are in Edmonton. So we have a busy schedule, and uh, you're always looking for different things, different angles. And and so it's, it's, a, it's a really good way, though, to keep your mind sharp because I think one of, one of the things you do in the summer, at least I do, uh, sort of let everything go. And, you know, I like to do about two hours of reading every single day, even in the summer, just to keep uh, abreast of what's going on in the league. But uh, it, it's nothing like the thrill that you have leading up to a Saturday night. Mm-hmm, for sure. Kelly Rudy from Hockey Night in Canada is our headliner of the day on the Kevin Carey Show on Sports 1440. So, uh, Kelly, asked, uh, we had Matt Dunnigan on last week or the week before. Um, so I kind of asked him the same question because he was out in Vancouver getting ready to do uh, a football game to be the analyst. Uh, but he's yeah. on the panel as well, on the desk. So yeah. what's it like for you to have both, do, do both? What do you like about each one? What's tougher about each one? Oh, that's I love that question, and and only a person in broadcasting would know because you know the answer. I I know how you're <laughs> setting it up. It's it's brilliant. I love it. That they're two separate jobs. Like they're you, your brain has to think differently when you're an analyst and doing uh, in game. Uh, everything is short. Uh, it happens quickly. In my case, uh, I can't speak for Matt, and I've known Matt for forever. He's a wonderful human being, but uh, you know you're picking clips, and you don't necessarily have the time to pick uh, and describe everything about what's happening. So you're picking two or three things and you always have to have something ready uh, if if there's an unexpected whistle. So even 
even if there's like 12 seconds that goes by, you're always on your talk back with your producer, always coming up with something, some angle, so that you don't leave the play-by-play person uh, in a difficult situation with nothing to talk about. So you're always trying to find something. Uh, and some things are more compelling than others, of course, and, and typically you hope that there's some, some action going on. Whereas when you're in a studio, you're analyzing, you have time, you can draw maybe, you can use a telestrator, you can really uh, dig a whole lot deeper, it takes time, you can make your point. It, it's a, it, it, although you're talking about hockey, in my case, and Matt, mm-hmm. of course, football, it's two different brains, and you have to think completely differently because that's what is required for those two jobs. I love it. I, I don't know. I've been asked this question, Kevin, many, many times. What do I like more, doing color or studio work? And I don't know what that answer is. I, you know, I, I've been doing studio a whole lot longer. I've been did this is my twenty fifth year on Hockey Night in Canada, yeah. which is hard to imagine. I've been doing color for, well, I did about 30 games early on in my broadcasting career, and then I was asked again to do it starting in 2012, I believe, for two years. And then officially I was uh, given the Flames job in 2014. So, you know, it's a long-winded answer. I don't know exactly uh, where I stand on the whole thing because I love both. It's, it's just They're just different. Yeah, for sure. Kelly Rudy is with us on Sports 1440. Uh, we had you on a couple of weeks ago with Grant Fuhrer, and we had yep. so so many comments on that, Kelly. I mean, it was, I think, um, you know, you get asked, and I, I always say this, uh, we'll bring guys on, and, you know, you get asked, you know, what's going on with a power play? What's going on in this? Well, that was just an interview where the two of you just sort of kind of shot the breeze. And <laughs> I, 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 the best part of it all, Kelly, that and I had totally forgotten about it, was when you guys started talking about the Wayne Gretzky friendship tour. Yes. I mean, there was just a remarkable conversation between the two. Can you just kind of touch on that? Yeah, of course. And so, yeah, Grant and I, of course, have known each other forever. And uh, I loved it because you're right. We didn't get into, you know, the power play or anything. We just, it was story time, right? Mm -hmm. And so those are my favorite interviews. And and Grant and I, uh, we had known each other quite well. Uh, But to go on that friendship tour was just amazing. So he and I spent so much time together. And, uh, uh, you know, I've, you know, Grant is such a interesting guy and I'm, I'm so thrilled that he's a broadcaster now because there's always a lot of thought, but he didn't have a lot of words. He, you know, he's a quiet guy. Um, and so we got to really know each other and understand, uh, how each other works. And then we're able to play together, uh, in Los Angeles for a short amount of time, but. He's one of my favorite guys. I'm glad that he's joining you. Is he still joining you every Tuesday? Every Tuesday, yeah. He's on 9 to 11 every Tuesday. It. Yeah. Right, and he's got such a great memory. Like, uh, I had forgotten the name of the person that made our masks together in Edmonton when we were both teenagers. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Grant's got such a great memory, and he pulled that out of his hat. And uh, You know, I just think uh, he, he and I sat beside each other in Los Angeles when we were together, and Grant is... He, he needs, like we all do, we need a distraction, right? So mm-hmm. he he's such an avid golfer. I remember many times he'd come to the dressing room the next day and go, oh, I got a new driver today. And, you know, <laughs> he was so thrilled. And yeah. uh, on actually in the 87 Canada Cup, Kevin, we 
golfed out in uh, Jeepers. I can't remember. Were we in Nova Scotia or something? And that was the first time I was able to see Grant uh, up close golfing, and he was just incredible. But, uh, yeah, he's... Uh, He's a special person, and you're lucky. You're lucky to have him. Well, you're you're not kidding, Kelly. Uh, and then this last week, we had Bill Ranford guest with us at the same time. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> you know, so it was such a similar kind of uh, you know interview conversation with the two of them. And I'll I'll be honest with you, Kelly. Right after the interview, uh, Bill texted me and said, "Thank you very much for that. I enjoyed that." Yeah, definitely. You know, and well, you know, I've known Bill. Yeah. yeah. So Bill, it's like the three of us. Uh, we used to go to Kevin Primo's tra- uh, conditioning camp in Edmonton because I was playing elsewhere. I was either playing in New York or L- L.A. And I would come back for the summer and I'd be visiting with my parents or I'd go to Medicine Hat with uh, Donna's family. And uh, I always made a point of it to be back in Edmonton late in August. So we'd go to conditioning camp and Grant would be there. Bill would be there. One year it was, uh, I-, I love to tell this story, but one year we had, the three goalies at Kevin's uh, tr- uh, conditioning camp, there was Grant, Dominic Hoshuk, and myself. Dominic was still with uh, Chicago, so he hadn't yet been traded to Buffalo. And I had known uh, or at first had a, my first glimpse of Dominic in 86 in Moscow in the World Championships. And then 87, of course, he was playing for Czechoslovakia. Uh, in the Canada Cup, so all you know, all of us seem to be intertwined in some way and have memories of each other and uh, watching each other sort of grow up and be NHL goalies. And by the way, and no disrespect to Patrick Waugh or mm-hmm. uh, Brodeur or Grant or anybody, but I say Dominic Hoshik by far was the best goalie to ever play in the league. Wow, that's a heady compliment for sure. Uh, Kelly Rudy from Hockey Night in Canada is our headliner of the day for Mr. Reuter. Text coming in, one 401 This one comes from John Wojcicki. Uh, for when Kelly joins you, Kevin, might be interesting to ask him about his career as a bantam football player with the West Edmonton Raiders, oh, and also yes. yeah, and also let him know their record this year is seven and zero with one game to go in the regular season. That goes oh, from so cool, yeah, that's amazing, John. Yeah, so yes, I played football for many many years. Uh, yes, I played on the Raiders. I want to say for three years, uh, I was a linebacker and also <laughs> the starting quarterback. And, oh. Uh, Oh, yeah. And then I went on to play. Uh, I was the starting quarterback for JP High School wow. uh, for, I want to say, a year or two before I ended up moving to Medicine Hat uh, to start my junior career. But the, 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 the Raiders, I mean, we went to, where did we go? Oh, boy, there's a old steak joint. Uh, <laughs> not, not like the keg or not Mr. Mike's, but I can't remember the name, but that's where we always used to have our year-end uh, banquet. <laughs> so the, the, the greatest of memories, yeah. uh, John, thanks for bringing that up. So uh, two-way Rue Day, I guess they were calling you back then, playing <laughs> both sides know, of the football. Right? Every, everybody played both sides of the ball back then, though, right? I mean, you had to. You, I don't think we had enough kids to play uh, just on, on one side. Uh, a text comes in and says, Outback, was it at the Outback or Ernie's Steak Pit? No, neither of those. Uh, you would know, Kev. I can't think. remember the name. You got to really go back in the, the 70s, though. And there was a really popular uh, steak joint. This one was on Stony Plain Road. Okay. Um, kind of by the Saxony Inn. I don't know if the Saxony Inn is still there, but you, you get my drift. We're that area of town. 
I'm kind of thinking like on Stony there, there was an old Romans cafe and things like that. I don't know. Stony, you should see it now with the LR. Oh, the sawmill or the Ponderosa or Bonanza people are checking. Ponderosa. <laughs> Ponderosa. <Thank laughs> Ponderosa, yes. Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> you know, and remember. I say not the sawmill. That was too high end for yeah. us. We're, we're well, at the Ponderosa. Okay. And remember the Ponderosa and Bonanza? You used to go and you'd get that steel part of the plate. That's where your yeah. steak was on. That's what they, you know. <laughs> Loved it. And then they had. Remember, you used to get the the triangle that would come on your on your on your thing. Yep. And oh, on your sure. tray, yeah. <laughs> and I think you'd agree, uh, Kelly. You would agree that they probably sent everybody there because of the big salad bar, right? Oh, of course. Yeah. Right. You got to get your uh, all all that. You get filled up with the salad bar, and then they give you a steak, and <laughs> and you have no room for it anymore. Yeah, we're we're having Patty from the Canadian Brew House come in after you here. It's forty ounce steak night this week. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that that's that's a NHL broadcaster <laughs> steak now. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Uh, just a quick note on what you think uh, for tomorrow, Oilers and Jets, uh, Kelly. I mean, the Oilers off to a slow start at one and three. Uh, Jets, same thing. Uh, what what gives yeah. tomorrow night? Well, first of all, I wouldn't panic. I, I, I was just before you and I started chatting, Kev, I was on the uh, Sportsnet app and, and reading how disappointed the Oilers players themselves are, how disappointed they are with their work ethic last night in Philadelphia. And, and that's going to turn. I mean, mm-hmm. it seems like uh, I hate to make this comparison to, to for Oilers fans because I know that uh, Toronto is not the most exactly beloved town but it, there there is a comparison between the Oilers and the and the Leafs this year cuz all of us know they're going to turn it around mm-hmm. both teams are going to turn around they're going to be near the top of their uh, conference uh, when it all shakes out at the end uh Oilers you know the one thing is if you're critical of your work ethic isn't that easy to fix mm-hmm. that's just work ethic right you know they've got the talent you know that they're going to be a different team and at the 20-game mark, we're going to look back at this day and go, well, why were we all in a, you know, in, in this sort of frenzy because, oh, gosh, they're off to a horrible start. They're 1-3 like the, the Jets. This is going to turn around. The Jets, I'm a little bit more surprised because I thought they'd have a little bit more urgency. Um, so we'll see tomorrow, but it's going to be a, a fantastic game for sure. Well, you'll be able to call it and see it uh, in the studio tomorrow. Not yeah. call it, but watch it. You'll be watching about 10 yep. games tomorrow. So, uh, And then, yep. hey, Kelly, do you get to come for the Heritage Classic? Uh, what's your schedule yep. for that? Yep. I have a home game next Thursday uh, in Calgary. And then Friday, uh, my wife and I are going to make our way up to Edmonton. I'm there. We have our entire studio show out of Commonwealth on oh. Saturday. So, of course, uh, the Heritage Classic is on Sunday, but we'll be in the stadium on Saturday doing a full slate mm-hmm. of games. Uh, and then Sunday, uh, full studio, there's uh, Ron, uh, Elliot, yeah. Jennifer, Kevin, and I will be there for the Saturday and Sunday broadcast. Well, that'll, that's going to be cool where that setup is. I'm thinking it'll probably be up, uh, you know, on the top tier where the, you know, the, uh, they call it the director's club area and all that area. That's going to be cool where they have that set up then. Very cool, right? I'm looking yeah. forward to it. I, I wasn't there, what, 20 years ago mm-hmm. when they had the first game between Edmonton and Montreal and it was like minus 40 or something. <laughs> so cold. hopefully the weather cooperates a little bit more this time. All right. Well, we'll see you when you get into Edmonton. Uh, have a, a, a good day tomorrow and uh, safe travels back to Alberta on Sunday. 
Yeah, thanks, Kevin. It's always nice chatting with you. Yeah, nice talking to you too, Kelly. Uh, Hockey Night in Canada's Kelly Rudy, our headliner of the day, brought to you by Mr. Rooter. There's a reason they call him Mr. For all your plumbing needs, go to Mr. Rooter. .ca. Man, just he's a first-class guy, Kelly Rudy. Uh, always good to talk to him. and He's got such a positive outlook uh, on everything. Uh, when, you know, like, look at the the clouds are falling, the sky's falling, and Kelly's just saying, you know, Chikai, Chikai, easy order fans. You're going to look back at this in 15 games and go, ah, you know, what were we talking about? Uh, is Patty in the house from CBHS? He is, eh? You smell anything, Duke? They, he was. A, he told me he popped his head in just to say he was here, let us know, and then he said he was going to get everything plated for us. Plated? What? He was like a five-star. Uh, oh, this is un- unbelievable. Man, we're, we're just talking about Ponderosa and the, those those steaks at Ponderosa back in the day. Not, I mean, the salad bar was outstanding because you could get anything you wanted. The steaks... They were they were tougher. That's what tougher. the X-ray Gogs on the text line says too. He said, "OMG, the Ponderosa, oh. so much bristle." <laughs> there, I mean, we, we used to go there all the time because of again, as Kelly said, that's where you went as kids because your teams would go there. You would fill up on whatever. I think it was like seven eight bucks for all you could eat and plus the steak and all the pop you could drink. Heck yeah, and they were everywhere. Ponderosa and Bonanza were everywhere. You don't remember them, obviously. Is there any left? I don't even know. There's maybe I, I've, ne- I've never even heard of. I've never heard of such a place. I think I, I saw one in Saskatoon when I was driving through. That's that's if that's the last one standing, it makes sense that that's where it is. Uh, texters one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. Please let us know any Ponderosas or Bonanzas left in Alberta. Is there one left in Saskatoon? Give us a note, uh, Patty from the CBH forty ounce steak night. I think we'll just have a having a quick little bite before noon hour hockey or Duke. So uh, that's coming up right after the break uh, on Sports fourteen forty. Stay with us. All right, uh, welcome back to the big program. But the rest of the program's canceled. We're gone. See you later, Duke. You can uh, take over with Connor for the rest of the show. Patty from CBH has brought in the forty ounce uh, roast. <laughs> This thing is massive. Uh, you got the mic on for you, Patty. Now, so this is a—it's forty-ounce steak night. When is it? Like, what's it all about? I mean, this thing is—we got to get Eddie Steele back here. Can you text Eddie? He's still walking around the mall somewhere. Get Eddie back here. I'll text Eddie. Text Eddie. Uh, this is and it smells unreal in here now too. So Patty's here from uh, CBH. What's the the genesis of all this forty-ounce steak night? What's it all about? Yeah, we're well. You know, the Canadian brew house is. Uh, the Canadian Brew House is all about going big and, and beyond, and our it started actually a 32 ounce steak night, and okay. then it, it moved up to 40 ounce there a, a few years ago. And yeah, it's a it's a big roast. Everybody comes in with their groups, and they try to demolish this this roast. But we decided to just add more things to it. So you get cheese toast, veggies. I don't eat veggies, but mashed potatoes, ve- uh, gravy, our amazing steak sauce, and uh, a beverage. So. Yeah, you know, we got people from all over Canada. We're going Canada-wide. It's this Saturday, October 21st. Yeah. Uh, there's tickets available in some markets. Um, in the city here, there is a few across the board. Some are sold out, but definitely check out Eventbrite or our, our website, and you can buy them. You don't even have to go in to buy them. So, so how do you cook this thing? Uh, that's, and I'm cutting I, into it right now. It's a secret, um, <laughs> just because I don't, I'm not a chef. Okay. So, but uh, we do have to... We do have to cook it uh, a little bit earlier just to kind of, you know, sear it yeah. and then 
throw her in the, the oven for a little bit, but we don't recommend it less than medium rare. So anything medium rare or less, it's go ahead, Duke, signing for a waiver. I'm sure you got a question for Patty. Well, yeah, Patty, uh, you've been a, a big friend of the program here of, uh, of both the, the entire station, but especially myself and Connor Halley on Sports uh, 1440's Fantasy Frenzy from 11 to 12, setting us up with some prizing for our hockey pool and stuff, which is going to be a, a big dinner for everybody, a nice gift card. So um, we appreciate you coming in. And the, the steak night itself, um, if people were looking to to still grab their tickets, as uh, I'm looking at Kevin drooling as he's taking his first couple bites, um, what's uh, what does cost per ticket look like for people uh, to maybe make some last-minute Saturday night plans here. Yeah, you're looking at forty nine ninety nine. That's what you pay for this steak. Yeah, it's, you, you can't even buy a roast for forty nine ninety nine. <laughs> can't buy yeah. anything for forty. Plus, you get it cooked and served for you. So it's it's uh, it's a no okay. brainer. This is insane. Like I thought you're like this. Where do you get the meat from? First of all, top like, secret. Okay, top but secret. We have to go to a farm and pretty much make the the farmer so go to retirement. People mode. are coming in tomorrow. And you're going to serve how many of these tomorrow? Thousands and thousands and thousands of them. For $49? $49.99. Okay. I, you know, <laughs> I forget, can't. Forget uh, I was sitting on my couch to watch the oil game tomorrow night. I, uh, I yeah. might be changing so what time my plans. Do you start firing these up? Like, right, like um, 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock? So we, reservations start at 5. Okay. Um, we do recommend if you get tickets to call the store that you bought them and, and get a reso just to make sure that you're good. Um, and then it, it, we, we kind of start cooking them a couple hours before to to a certain degree, yeah, right? Yeah. So it's uh, it's the it's the it's time consuming because some stores are selling 500 tickets, so it's a lot of sweating. <laughs> so that's a 40 ounce steak. So you're getting the the you got cheese bread, you got mashed potatoes, you got the vegetables, you got the uh, that's like the sesame sauce kind steak of thing, sauce, yeah. steak sauce, yeah. And it's a 40 ounce steak. Like you have no idea how big this is. So some People can, I'm sure, I mean, do you have people coming in, like three people ordering one and sharing or what? Uh, sometimes it's a, a couple's thing, right? Like, but it's uh, no, normally people eat it and then whatever they don't eat, they they take back. But yeah. I remember back as being a GM back in the day when I was a youngster at Ellerslie, we had we had teams come in and there was guys that would eat two steaks. Two of these? They would eat two of them. No sides, no booze, water, steak, and... It would be like a contest just to prove Go to ahead, their friends, Duke. right? I'm just going for one more, one more uh, bite Kevin, here. Uh, diving back in. So, um, Patty, while we got you here, uh, of course, we do know you are a big sports fan. Like pretty oh. much everybody at the CBH having us out Monday and Thursdays for, for football and, and giving away Oilers tickets uh, on game nights and stuff. So what? Uh, looking ahead to Saturday night, Jets uh, in town. Um Oh, Eddie's back for a steak too. We'll come let him in. But uh, what? Uh, just what's? Uh, let's get your thoughts on the the Oilers so far through a, a kind of rough start to the season, as as from a fan perspective, right? I, I could see my boss Dunner uh, shaking his head right now, being like, "Please don't say anything stupid." I, I'm I'm a huge Oilers fan. I, you know, but being an Oilers fan for this long in my life, <laughs> you know that it's not going to be easy. So I, you know, I don't think last game or yesterday's game was. Was what kind of hockey we usually play, but I think we I think we win on Saturday. I think we destroy them. Saturday well, man, if uh, if the entire city's rallied around a forty ounce steak night, I don't see how we, the Oilers can't come away with the win. But uh, so you said that <laughs> where you get the meat from is a secret, but can you probably uh, just confirm what I'm certain is true that uh, everything you're serving, at least in the city here and across uh, most of the prairie, some good down home Alberta beef. Yeah, we, uh, you know, it's it's hard to just find one place to, to purchase it. We work with our suppliers a lot to, to solidify the steaks uh, to get them here. And, uh, 
Yeah, I think we've I think we've made some farmers very happy with our tomahawk night <laughs> and our forty ounce steak night with with them just clearing out their their whole. Uh, quota, I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> the barns are clear. Uh, uh, Patty from CBH joins us. Eddie Steele just came by for his third visit uh, to the studio today. So Eddie just had a, take another one, Eddie. Eddie just had a big uh, uh, cut of the, this is a 40 ounce steak, Eddie. Now, I couldn't believe what they're, so tomorrow at all CBHs, this goes for forty nine ninety nine. Steal of a deal. <laughs> steal. An Eddie steal of a deal. An Eddie steal of a deal. Uh, I just can't believe it. Uh, you know what? So we had uh, Kelly Rudy on, Patty. We were talking about uh, when he was a kid, he used to, they said there were teams used to go to Bonanza or Ponderosa. Yeah. So I think this is just a tad different steak than what you used to get at the Ponderosa and Bonanza. A little, right? a little different. Well, wait till we do Tomahawk night and we bring the Tomahawks. Those are, th- those... Right now, tomahawks at Costco are probably seventy bucks, and we still sell them for forty nine ninety nine. What? Yeah, I mean this is. We're just all about insane. the booze. Look at everyone's coming in the studio. We've got it's just a plethora. Here comes uh, Freddy Krueger now too. Uh, that's insane. That steak. Yeah, it's and Eddie it, can't it, even talk. Tender. The the best part of working a forty ounce steak night or an event with us when it's this big is seeing the ladies that sit there and destroy it. And they're 90 to 120 pounds, and they're just like, where did you put that steak? Yeah. But, yeah, we've got women's teams that come in and, and crush them as a team building and, and men's. and yeah, My mother-in-law awesome. would crush this 40-ouncer, and she is a petite, slight little lady, and she would crush this right here. I bet. I bet. I don't uh, – uh, Northside Norms has got to check out the Bruce Hotel. Have you ever gone there? I haven't, no. For a great steak experience, too. But I'm guaranteeing you, if you – can go to CBH tomorrow and pump one of these back. Uh, I would be just stunned at that. Uh, I mean, this thing is amazing. This is one of the this is one of the best steaks I've seen. Uh, I had a buddy that uh, unfortunately passed away. They're still uh, ran a butcher shop in Saskatchewan. Went back to did a fishing trip, and I said, "Can you get a couple steaks together?" That's exactly what these were. Yeah, uh, so he awesome. got these together back at his butcher shop, and they were basically roast just like this. Like, I mean, that is just cooked perfectly. Um, I love how none of you have touched the sides. Well, no, no, it was normal. That's what we, when we were getting this kind of lined up earlier this week, Connor and I were talking about it, and people were, people were asking on the text line, what are the sides? What are the sides? I was like, what sides do you need? It's a 40 yeah. ounce steak. Duke, do you want yeah. to try one? A little uh, I'll be not? sneaking around here once we uh, uh, get uh, that's, that's get a out normal of here, steak but. sandwich. Uh, <laughs> Walter checks in and says, I ate a 48-ounce porterhouse once at Morton's in Chicago. Uh, in 1998, it was 48 bucks U.S. dollars a la carte, 8 bucks for the baked potato, 10 for the Caesar salad. Can't remember what I had for dessert. <laughs> uh, so that's in 1998. That's it. This is even cheaper now yeah. for 49.99. Like it's half price is what this is compared to that. Yeah, I think when I start, I started the brew house eleven years ago. Yeah, I think our the price was thirty nine ninety nine. So in ten years, it's only gone up ten dollars, but the cost of meat has actually gone up two thousand yeah. percent. So how do you so, keep doing this? Are, we have amazing bo- uh, owners, yeah. and and we have an amazing team. The marketing team is is amazing too, and and our ops team and. You know, we want to, we don't want to just be like, oh, just because everything else is going up, we're going to, yeah. we're going to up everything. No, nobody's going to come experience it if you're paying $90 for a steak, right? So the, we just bank it on their crushing two or three tankards and <laughs> a couple of vodka sodas, obviously yeah. our amazing dangles and, and woodsies, but uh, 
but yeah, that's that's why it's just our owners are amazing and our ops team is just you know we want to make sure that people can yeah. afford to come out. So it's tomorrow. Sa- uh, fr- Saturday. Sorry, Saturday part. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. It's today Friday. Are you still in? A, are you in a meat coma right now, I, uh, Patty? <laughs> I don't have days that I work. I just I just count. Yeah, them, yeah, you yeah. Know? It's just I just. Well, I saw you pizza pig out. I mean, it's just yes. been one nonstop yeah. uh, day from from that. So yeah. okay, so tomorrow people start coming in around four or five kind of thing. Yep, yeah, and the one, you can buy them online. You don't have to go in the store. It's all on Eventbrite. Um, and as soon as you buy your ticket, make sure you call the store and get yeah. them in and. All the GMs are ready to go, and yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun meat infested Saturday night. So, and again, how many do you think you're, are you gonna go through tomorrow? I bet you we're gonna go through over twenty five hundred minimum. Twenty five hundred times forty ounces. How many pounds is that? Yeah. Come on, Connor. You used to go to school. A lot. Not only multiplication, but also the conversion of ounces into pounds as well. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot of cows. Yeah. yeah. And Eddie Seal, you're like just still looking at this thing. Eddie just wants it to go big. I'm taking yeah. it. Well, why wouldn't you? <laughs> oh. Man, that's yeah. amazing. Uh, can, yeah, Curtis and Millwoods, can I split it with my wife? Yes, you can. absolutely. Yes, you can. So come yeah. in. We don't say no. The rig, yes. Eddie, did you like the steak? Yes, the rig, yep. I'm hopping on to say the steak, honestly, it's thick, a solid inch plus. Perfectly done throughout, tender, juicy. I'm not selling it. This is the real deal. Coming from the real deal, Eddie Steele. <laughs> and we just hired him at the brew house. So oh, he's hired. Yeah. This is crazy. It's yeah. unbelievable. It's well, the size you know of Gregor. It is. <laughs> well, it's the size of Gregor. <laughs> you know what? When Connor said that uh, we were uh, having uh, uh, Patty in, I was like, yeah, but I didn't know exactly what was happening today, so... Cool stuff. A little steak for you. Yeah. Thanks for coming in, Patty. Uh, no good luck with the event uh, tomorrow. Uh, all locations, I guess, everywhere. Yes, sir. Uh, so 2,500 times 40 is a lot. Uh, texter, well, I'm not going to question the math, but B says uh, maybe he did it quickly, uh, almost three tons yeah. of meat. I'll, I'll get a more solidified answer to <laughs> yeah. for the Gregor show. Yeah, how many, pounds, yeah. how many pounds? How many pounds, man? Uh, that's just great. So uh, thanks to Patty from uh, Canadian Brew House for coming in. When we come back, Mike Engelhart, the creative director from EA Sports. It's in the game. We'll guest with us uh, right after the break on the Kevin Carey Show on Sports 1440. Stay with us. Oh, that's Sonny James. Uh, takes us home every Friday from Slapshot as we welcome in uh, Mike Engelhart, creative director of EA Sports. Uh, Mike, I know you've kind of been waiting a little bit here. Sorry for keeping you, but uh, we had uh, the 40-ounce steak night. They brought in a big slab of beef here to uh, promote tomorrow's uh, night at the uh, Canadian Brew House. What's the biggest steak you've ever wolfed down? I hope you're a meat eater. Mike? Oh, my, yeah, I was, I was going to say, I, might, I was going to think I got to hop on a plane and head over to Edmonton <laughs> oh, after listening to you guys speak in the earlier segment. That was un- like you should see this thing. Well, we'll be posting it on social media here, so have a look at it. It's just uh, amazing. But we want to talk a little about EA Sports and NHL uh, Twenty Four. Um, it's uh, ready to rock and roll. What's uh, what's new about this edition moving forward than uh, what we saw last year? So we made a lot of changes this year to our uh, gameplay systems. We wanted to really uh, create a new experience. Uh, the community was asking for uh, change. And so um, the big thing this year uh, is the exhaust engine, uh, which has our sustained pressure system and goalie fatigue system. And the sustained pressure system was meant to uh, mimic what we see in real life when a team hems in another team in the offensive zone for an extended period of time. And you have to weather that storm uh, defensively, offensively, you feel you're on the brink of putting the puck in the net, and it really changes the core game 
when that system comes to life uh, uh, within the course of a, of a game itself. And then the goalie fatigue system changes the way players score this year. So what we've done is given the goalies um, an actual uh, energy level. And as you get pucks on net, get the goalie moving back and forth, they start to wear down and they start to throw more desperation saves. And it gives you more of a visual tell on, you know, this is a good time to put the puck on net. And also gives the goalies a chance to, you know, really shine and, and make some of those highlight reel saves that we see uh, night to night across the NHL. Man, I might be dating myself, uh, Mike, but there was an old, old video game. It was a boxing game. I can't remember what it was, but it was called uh, Body Blow, Body Blow. And then when the the fighter got tired, his arms kind of drooped a little bit more. And it's kind of a similar um, concept to what you're kind of deal with trying to put together here. Would that be kind of a correct assessment? Yeah, and you're pulling off, I think, the original arcade version of yeah. uh, Punch-Out from way Punch back out, in the yeah. day. So, um, yeah, a similar thing. I think, you know, in sports games, especially hockey, um, trying to understand, uh, you know, when is a good time to shoot, it's it's a really nuanced game experience. And so we wanted to create this visual tell. And, you know, obviously, in, and if you played real hockey, if you see a goalie down and out, you want to get the puck towards the net. And now players in our game this year will have that same experience. So as we speak with Mike Englehart, creative director of EA Sports, we always see, you know, you see athletes and they wear the body suits in, in certain games when they're they're putting together all, all, all the, um, the the red dots on them and things like that. How, how has that kind of progressed over the years since you've been involved to where the games are manufactured and designed uh, in this day and age? Yeah, so I mean, in Vancouver here, we have a giant motion capture studio where, uh, for NHL specifically, we do do a lot of capture over there. Um, uh, we had a community days event in the summer, so we had uh, some players come through, including Rasmus Dahlin from the Sabres. And what that really does is allows our, our gameplay team, our animation team on the presentation side to uh, capture you know, this raw data that is more set in realism. So you're getting all the nuances of how people skate, shoot, make saves, mm-hmm. uh, celebrate uh, when they score a goal. And historically in the industry, a long time ago, before motion capture was a thing, all that stuff would have had to have been animated by hand. And so this really allows us to get a, uh, a step up quickly, generate content to allow us to change the game, and more importantly, get things that are more authentic and connected to the real-life sport. You know, I don't know if you if the name rings a bell. Jordan Lennon from the uh, Edmonton Elks uh, coaching staff, he was out there doing some stuff uh, with the football aspect. Does that name ring a bell? I'm just kind of throwing that out here. It's a, it's, so I know the name rings a bell because yeah. I, I do, do watch the CFL, but um, in terms of, like, it's such a big, yeah. uh, big company in terms of people that come in and out, so I wouldn't wouldn't have been close to that, but I'm sure if, if you have access to it, I'm sure you pass through it at some point in time. Mm-hmm. What about the, uh, like, cross-play capabilities? How does that exactly work uh, with what you're doing with NHL 24? So it just essentially, I, I think cross-play is, is something that probably should have been in the series um, uh, the community was asking for. We finally delivered on that this year. And this just allows players to play um, no matter which system they're on. So if you're playing on uh, PlayStation 5 or Xbox Series X, uh, one of our most um, uh, played modes is the EA Sports Hockey League where you know six friends can get together and play with each other. This year now, finally, if you're separated by console type you can finally uh, link up and, and play as a team so we're happy that we were able to add that and allow those social connections to uh, really grow the way that they're meant to uh, text coming in from mike Englehart at uh, creative director of ea sports at one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. beerman says that was punch out with glass joe i, I remember it now uh, that old boxing uh, arcade game uh, brendan wants to know but I, i'm not getting his text brendan if you can kind of type it in a bit, bit better maybe you might understand it mike uh just 
perfect time to ask him why um, uh, the March making something about uh, drop-ins. What's what's that? Am I ringing a bell here? Yeah, might be matchmaking with drop-ins because okay. some of some of the some of the modes I think are taking a bit longer to, okay. to find players. So I can just say that that we're aware of that issue and we're looking at all of our matchmaking okay. uh, algorithms right now to to try to improve that experience. There's you know uh, countless things that that are always in play, and so um, uh, he can take away that we're we're looking at ways to improve the the matchmaking times in regards to drop-in. Appreciate that. I was kind of having a tough time reading his his text. Uh, what's the hockey ultimate team all about? So Ultimate Team, it's a uh, game mode within the product, and this, uh, what you do is go through and through you know, the the facet of collecting hockey cards digitally, which again, dating myself here, but you know, have a, a few from my childhood that still remain in a, a safe shoebox for uh, future value. Um, you collect the cards, build <clears throat> the best fantasy team that you see fit, uh, and then you compete against other players. You can compete against the uh, the AI within the mode and continue to collect cards and earn rewards and. It all leads towards um, uh, uh, the Gaming World Championship at the end of the year where teams get together and compete via competition with uh, that the NHL runs. And it's a very popular mode in the game, and players just uh, continue to enjoy it. And we continue to look to ways to add more features and value to that mode year after year. Mm-hmm. We're speaking with Mike Englehart, creative director of uh, EA Sports on uh, Sports 1440. Um one of the uh, new concepts, I guess, uh, for your presentation is uh, a new color commentator, which is pretty neat. Can you kind of let our listeners know all about that? Yeah, so we, I mean, we had Rick Ferraro for a number of years, and um, uh, it's always important, I think, over time to refresh our, our presentation team. And so we uh, went and auditioned a bunch of different people this year, and uh, Cheryl Pounder pushed through as uh, someone that was able to, um, I'd say, to qualify first, it's really hard to um, bring what these people do in the booth to a video game because you don't have the crowd, uh, you don't have the emotion of the rink, you don't have the fans. And so to do what they do on a nightly basis in a booth, as you can imagine, with just uh, you know quiet is, is tough to do. But Cheryl stood out uh, amongst the rest, and she's a great compliment to James Sabalski, who does our play-by-play, and we were happy to have her be part of the team. We think she's done a great job uh, representing the product this year. Uh, it's, it's so neat, and as a as a broadcaster. So how does that work when you would ask, so James or Cheryl or Ray or whatever. So do they, they come into a little booth or a studio and you kind of give them certain instances and, and whatever is going to happen during a game and then they have to react to it. Can you kind of explain how that process works? Yeah, so we have a, a presentation uh, lead who uh, uh, on that team, they have a, our, our play-by-play or commentary uh, specialist who handles that stuff. Most of it's actually done remote now. Okay. Uh, and so uh, a lot of people have uh, studio stuff set up at home. So they'll, they'll get set on, on a call and essentially have a, a director there giving you the situation, uh, the intensity, the, what we're looking to get out of it. And they'll run through, we'll do numerous uh, captures over the course of the year for different pieces of the game and we just try to fill each bucket with as many samples as possible to ensure it doesn't get uh, you know ultra repetitive because you know players are playing thousands of games over the course of the year and it, it's you don't have endless material but that's how mm-hmm. it's done over the course and we'll keep doing it year after year to uh, you know we'll give Cheryl more and more sessions to continue uh, creating more variety as she remains uh, as part of the game. Tons of text coming in uh, for uh, Mike Englehart from EA Sports. Uh, Ricky Cheese can you play cross play with cross generations for example no, so unfortunately, okay yeah 
Sorry, right. I was going to mean to cut you yeah, off. No, just for um, example, can a PS4 player play with a PS5 player? No, unfortunately, it's okay. uh, generation-specific. So uh, PlayStation 4 will play with uh, Xbox One, and uh, PlayStation 5 will play with Series X. So we unfortunately had to keep the, the generations uh, separate. Can you discuss this one from Titan? Uh, he's not happy with the auto buttons. He says everyone just goes behind the net and tries the Michigan. Yeah, so we added... Uh, definitely our controls this year, we, we added some new things in. Uh, we do have some legacy control sets coming back very, very soon for people looking for those, so that shouldn't be uh, too much longer. Uh, he's referring to our total control uh, mapping, and so we've done some tuning on it. Uh, essentially what we tried to do with that control set was um, enable more players to have a chance to experience more of the uh, moments that have been created in the series in years gone by. And um, unfortunately, sometimes games have become so complex that it takes really insane dexterity to pull things off. Mm-hmm. And so what I'll say in response to that is we're still tuning things to make sure that they're uh, not too gratuitous, but also say like in real hockey, if a guy goes behind the net and he's going to attempt the Michigan, there's a lot to be said in playing defense and making sure that you're not letting a Svechnikov or somebody just go back there and pull it off. So when players go on behind the net, you know, making sure that you play good defense to take away that part of the rink is, is I think, also part of the defensive responsibility of playing the game. Is there a repercussion uh, button you can uh, press for someone trying the Michigan and uh, maybe the guy gets the business, or is there anything like that? Boy, yeah, we have, I mean, we did a whole bunch of work to our um, – uh, body uh, contact issues or physics-based contact, you, you can really load up a big hit and, and take somebody out. So if you see somebody <laughs> going into the Michigan behind the net, you know, I'd say just keep a close eye and get in there and, and lower the boom and, and teach that player a lesson. I think they'll go away from it rather quickly. Uh, one more text here. Uh, ask him when GM Connected will be back. Yeah, so we talked about that in, in the summer. So we're definitely... It's within our, our three-year plan in terms of what we're looking at. We understand that people want to play uh, in you know a season mode connected with all their friends. And so uh, there's a bunch of planning that's going into that right now. And uh, it is something we're committed to. And it, it will be coming uh, within you know hopefully the next three years based on uh, how we're attacking it today. Uh, is there anything I'm missing here, uh, Mike, that you wanted to add with NHL 24 coming out here? I would just say to people, if you if you haven't played the game for a number of years, I know there's been a, uh, you know, I've only been with the company for a couple of years, um, and there's been a trend of like, well, the game hasn't changed that much. I would say if you haven't played it in a while, give this year's uh, game a go. There's a ton of gameplay changes we've done to really try to capture more of that hockey authenticity. Um, it is a change compared to where the game has been historically, but I think once that gestation period goes through, players have found that they really start to fall in love with what we've done. And the more people we get playing and the more feedback we gather, the better we can make the product as we go forward. Well, hey, Mike, thanks for your time. Uh, get on that fight. We'll save you a seat at CBH, see if you can pump one, <laughs> one of these 40-ounce steaks back tomorrow. Awesome. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on the show. All right. That's Mike Englehart, creative director for EA Sports. It's in the game. Um, man, oh, man, what a show today, Duke. It was nonstop. Hard, it's actually like, hard to believe how uh, how packed the show was. I mean, it's like it seems like <laughs> days ago already that the Oilers lost four one last night because uh, and and I this is something that I think yeah. is worth mentioning too. We know obviously tons of listeners are are Oilers centric and that's what they're passionate about. But once again, the season's four games old. Mm-hmm. They didn't play that well last night. We get it out of the way nice and early in the show, the the, the doldrum of it, talking with Gregor right off the hop, yeah. you and Eddie breaking down where maybe the Oilers fell flat last night. But there's tons of other things to focus on to take your mood off of 
the Oilers in their current downtrodden state. So uh, whether it be a 40-ounce steak that's uh, still waiting for me out on the <laughs> counter here, I'm going to go chow that down once we wrap up. Um, some Bon Ton Bakery stuff. It was a, a perfect feel-good Friday show, especially considering at the start, it, it didn't look that way. Pretty doom and gloom after the Oilers game last night. Oh. Well, if you want to check our social media on Sports 1440, uh, you can see, I'm just checking right now because we've sort of been pretty busy with, with everybody coming in and things like that, but this thing's a monster, uh, this steak that uh, uh, Patty brought in from the Canadian Brew House. So uh, that's a great uh, initiative tomorrow. Head down, try to wolf down one of those babies. Man, that is a slab of beef. Uh, uh, thanks to everybody. Uh, thanks for Bonton Bakery coming in uh, right off the hop with uh, Eddie Steele, our co-host from 7 to 9 to wrap up the week. J- uh, week. Jason Greger uh, checked in uh, early morning. He'll be with you from 2 to 6. Uh, Scott Taylor, Arif Hassan from uh, Wide Left Post, to Kelly Rudy, uh, and really big thanks thanks to, to Andy Petrillo from One Soccer to talk about uh, Christine Sinclair uh, retiring. Uh, Patty from the CBH and uh, Mike Englehart. Uh, from EA Sports. So man, oh man, what a week it was. Uh, thanks to all our guests. Thanks to our co-hosts. It's been a, a phenomenal week once again here on Sports 1440. Uh, coming up at the top of the hour is the former... Ross Shep Tebert. Connor Halley and the Duke of Delburn with a Fantasy Frenzy from 11 to 12. Uh, the lowdown with Low Tide, 12 till 2. And I imagine Low Tide's coming in. He's got to be coming in to get some pastry right away. Early, early. Uh, Jason Greger, 2 to 6, uh, uh, will take you home on Sports 1440. Uh, on Monday, we will have uh, Kevin Lowe in studio, along with Myrna Khan from uh, the Oilers Entertainment Group uh, and uh, the Oilers Community Foundation. Plus, we will have Dave Jamison co-hosting with us from 8 till 10. And we've got a whole whack of former Edmonton double years from the past that you won't want to miss on Monday. Uh, until then, we'll see you on 7 o'clock in the morning on Monday. Have a great weekend, everybody. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, up next, here's a sports update with the Duke.